Welcome to the Plus Six Podcast. My name is Pete, and I go by the name of AFL Ratings Pete on Twitter. Joining me on episode 25 as co-host is a man you know on Twitter as JPDT. Welcome to the show, Jeb. Thanks, Pete. How are you? Pretty good. I feel like I've been eight years in training for self-isolation. Well, with my wife at least, <laughs> yeah. anyway. So I have been in full training for eight years, and I am absolutely crushing this. Uh, this makes one of us then, because I'm struggling with uh, a five and a three-year-old that are uh, absolutely driving up the wall. So trying to work from home and be a teacher and be a parent is pretty challenging. Jigsaw puzzles are your answer there, Jep. Jigsaw puzzles. <laughs> for the kids, not for me. <laughs> okay, on this episode, we're going to go through your team reveal, player by player, and we'll ask some questions as we go through it. So, Jeb, your back line, read through the players what you got, and then we'll ask, ask a few more questions after that. Go for it. All right, so Jack Crisp, Brody Smith, Dan Houston at D3, Sam Doherty, D4, Roberton, Isaac Cumming, and then on my bench, I've got Jared Brander and Starkovich. What were your key team build decisions in defence, Jep? Well, I was sort of bound by no rookies. I really wasn't comfortable starting Brander on my field. Um, so that dictated me to, to push towards Isaac Cumming, coming off two pretty good games in the Mark series. And I thought he was worth a punt and he had a pretty low um, ownership at the at the time of choice, um, and then everything sort of spiralled on from that. Really, having Robertson was a, was you know a given for various reasons, given his job security and likely average. Although he didn't perform great in round one, I still think he's got plenty to give. And yeah, and then selections of the primos, I suppose. Like well, Doherty and Houston are self-explanatory, but Brody Smith, I thought would provide a lot for, for Adelaide this year. With the new coach, I thought there was going to be a bit more midfield time and a bit, bit of an adjusted role for him. And I still think that is going to be the case. Um, and then Jack Crisp is self-explanatory as a primo defender who, um, who gets a heap of it and kind of would play that possession football. Are you satisfied with your defence or not? Oh, look... There were times where I, I ran with Brander at D6 and it did sort of help um, other lines, but really ultimately I, I am pretty still, still, sorry, I am still pretty happy with with how my defence looks, even, even after round one scores. What are your areas for improvement in defence, Jep? Well, Isaac Cummings got a lift, doesn't he? So we've got the issue with Brander um, scoring 61 and Cummings scoring 36. So um, other than that, I think I will pretty much stick or holds um, stead on the back line. Jep, how's your midfield looking? Yeah, look, <laughs> it, was like, it was better. It would have been better if I didn't change it um, at the 11th hour. But um, look, I'll run through the players. I've got Josh Kelly, Dunkley, Bont, Cornelio, Mitchell, then the three Brooks, Rao, Green, Pickett. On my bench, I've got Tyler Brown and McInerney. So, again, I went the five primo prong, um, five primo three Rooks just for the setup. I really didn't deviate a lot from that setup all year. Um, I did... Toy with it with the four primo four rooks set up in the end, but I just didn't feel comfortable to be totally fair with with that fourth rook. Um, 
And I, I mentioned it before, I, I did a Periscope uh, the, the Thursday night and I, I actually had Shield and Viney in my midfield um, and then they ended up being the high. I took them out for um, Bont <clears throat> and Dunkley and, and changed other lines as well, obviously. Um, but, yeah, those who saw the Perry, they caught a glimpse of my team because I wasn't very computer savvy at the time and I accidentally flipped to my team and... Um, and then, yeah, I ended up taking them out. So pretty funny. But, look, Josh Kelly, I thought he's just a Rolls-Royce of a footballer. I, I just love the way he plays. And he, he, I really wanted him given his, you know, semi-low ownership. Dunkley, I was pretty big on Dunkley most most of the preseason, although he didn't peak and perform. I still thought his performances last year, he really, after the first four rounds, he really um, brought in the big scores. So... I was happy to roll with him. Um, and Bontempelli was really a two-round two option. Most years I go into this going, well, we have two fix-up trades at the end of round one, and really your trades between rounds two and three uh, are so, sort of cash-generated fix-up trades also. So I thought, well, Bont's playing Collingwood and Carlton in round one. I didn't think he'd get tagged against Collingwood, and I thought he'd play pretty bloody well. And then Carlton, like watching that them play against Richmond that um, Thursday night, they didn't tag, and that was the, pretty much the, um, the the um, the decision for me where I was like, "Oh, Bond could go pretty big here against Collingwood and Carlton the first two rounds, and then I can down trade him after that because obviously he's got a target on his back, um, being the number one tag." So. That was a theory with Bont. Um, I love the way he plays, and I just thought, why not? I always go a bit of an outsider. He Bont and Pelly really never was in my team all preseason. It was, it was, um, it was an eleventh hour change. But um, you know, you can't win them all. Are you satisfied with your midfield or not? No, I'm not. No, I've got to change Bont. Well, I'm gonna. This is the thing. I've got I've got a couple of options. I'm really annoyed at myself that I, that I did um, not pick up Viney. Like I had Viney as my um, M5 mm. for most of preseason, and um, you know, with the switch and, and changes or in other lines, you know, he he moved out and effectively I went bottom probably over Viney. So I'm already down what 80 odd points on that on one round on that one decision. So. Look, I'll probably get Viney back in, to be fair, like watching against West Coast. I know West Coast didn't, you know, tag him or anything like that. Um, but he was just, he looks like a man on a mission, like he just looks possessed in a good way for footballers. And, um, yeah, I just liked what I saw. So I'm not too worried about not having Shield, Dylan Shield. I think he's a bit of a roller coaster player. Again, like much like picking Bontempelli, I thought Dylan Shields' first few rounds was was pretty appealing, and I thought he'd, he'd gun it um, for those first couple of rounds, and he did against Brio, but never mind, not to be. Um, so yeah, I'll probably look into. Well, I'll probably look to bring in Viney. I just don't know who for yet. So sounds like one of the key areas of improvement would be uh, manipulating your midfield with potentially Bontempelli. It sounds like uh, would that be yeah. correct? Yep, yep, that's fair. Or, or Dunkley. Um, I'm not too sure yet. We'll, we'll see how we go. We'll see how we feel about it. Okay, Jeb, your rucks, how did they set up? All right. 
<laughs> the most changed line in my whole team. So I went Grundy, Jacobs, and Draper as my D, oh, as my R three. Sorry. So I went Draper for the captain loophole, mm-hmm. um, and I thought he'd play, you know, mid season. So he's probably in a good sh- with this delayed start to the year. He's probably a good chance to, you know, play round four of when the season comes back up again or whenever it is. So, yeah. yeah. So then, yeah, having Jacobs, like I didn't go Naismith. I just didn't like the extra spend on the bench. Um, and then, yeah, I just, I just settled for Jacobs on, on the, on the points point of view. It wasn't so much dollars. I just thought out of all the R2 options, he'd scored the best. So that, oh, that's why I went with him. Um, Gorn was an option. I, I had Gorn there for a while with the, you know, having Viney, a cheaper Viney at M5 as a Prima M5 mm-hmm. um, and a few other shuffles. I went, I did have Gorn in there for a bit. Um, I just, yeah, Gorn's self-explanatory. I didn't mind losing some coin on him early on if that was going to be the case. But, um, look, I'm pretty happy with my ruck setup, to be fair. That's not changing at all. So even same. with even with Sam A. Smith doing well in game one, like his tap work was really good, but um, yeah, I think he I I can see some up and down scores from A. Smith this year. That's just a prediction of mine. Whatever you need to justify not st- not starting with A. Smith, Jeff. Okay, fair enough. It sounds like <laughs> it, it sounds like you're satisfied with the rucks, but if there's an area for improvement, what would it be? It's probably not going to be Grundy, but what are your thoughts with Jacobs moving forward? And obviously you thought Draper is a potential to play at some stage oh, this look, year. Jacobs did exactly what I thought, well, what I hoped he would do. Yeah. I, I could go Draper to Nay Smith. I just think that's been a bit, potentially a bit greedy, but it's still an option. I, I'm not ruling doing doing that at all. Um, you know, we've, we had lockout. I, to be honest, I haven't played with my team at all since um, lockout got lifted. Because there's no point, really, is there, until we get close to the season and, and we know what we're going to do. So, yeah, look, doing um, Dunkley down to Viney is an option and having Draper up to Naismith is definitely definitely on the cards, um, but probably isn't um, for me at this point. Jep, how did your forward start? Yeah, so this is where I went a bit different. I just thought there was so much value in the forward line. Um, so I went Walters at... Um, F1, Brayshaw, Bailey Smith, Lockie Schultz, Curtis Taylor, Buderick. Now, I did not want to start, oh, and then on my bench, sorry, uh, Kavara and Ben Davis. And then just looking there, you had uh, in the utility spot, you did have Max King as a I did. Yep. I did, yeah. I just filled it with playing rookies in the end. I, I didn't worry too much. I, I thought Buderick was going to be the utility of, you know, of choice. But this is where I, I, yeah, I really didn't want to start Buderick at all, and he scored 32 in round one. I tried to avoid it, um, and I ended up settling with the Jacobs selection. Um, there wasn't really a lot of other mid-price or cheaper mid-price options with to you know have Buderick turn into a 300 grand player. I mean, Darcy Fort, you know, I thought about it a lot. Um, I did Twitter tweet or someone in the Twitter world who's a massive Geelong fan, he's probably listening um, and asking me about Darcy and, and 
because I did consider it a bit just with the with Stanley and how they were going to set up in their rucks, but it's never a sure thing with Darcy Ford. Mm-hmm. So other than that, I, I settled for Buderick at um, F6, but I'm not happy with that. This is what I want to change. I want to change, but this is where it gets tricky, you see. Um, like, and a first thought is swinging Dunkley to a, a primo forward, Buderick to my midfield, and then starting Tyler Brown so then going four primo mids and four rookies with Tyler Brandon starting on the field. There's risks associated with that as well. But I'm actually really upset with myself. I started with Buderick on the field because I just he'll have some great games, but um look it's gonna be it's gonna be hard for him to score well, I think. What were your key team build decisions in the forward line? In the forward line was just looking at roles for certain players. So, like, Brayshaw and Bailey Smith, like, I'm so happy Bailey Smith played the way he did. Like, he's just a jet of a kid in his second year. Um, and I just love what, like, that was just great to watch. And, you know, you sort of give yourself a clap on the back, a pat on the back, sorry. <laughs> so I'll go, yeah, um, predicted that one. And his ownership wasn't that great, wasn't that high either, which surprised me, to be fair. Um and I was up and down on him all year. So, yeah, his ownership's only 5%. So, um, and then Brayshaw, his time on ground, like, I don't know what happened there. Maybe he fell ill or, or something like that. But, um, yeah, Brayshaw was disappointing. And then, yeah, you obviously had to have, with picking Walters, I just thought Frio really, that midfield hole, like I just thought Walters would play more through the midfield and get his hand. He's one of the best kicks, if not the best kick in that team. So, um, you know, against that, when they tried to pinch it in, in the end against Essendon in their last quarter, in the setup, they had five Walters, um, Rory Lobb, and someone else floating through the middle. And they they did that at three set of bounces, and I think they won all three. So, yeah, look, I'm pretty happy with Walters. Brayshaw, I'll stay, you know, sort of stick with. Bailey Smith, I definitely will love and stick with. Schultz is one I will look at if I can upgrade him because, um, you know, at 326 grand, he, he shows a bit. But, like, I'm really stuck now with Taylor and Buderick in my, um, as my forward rooks. So, yeah, bit of a bit of a bugger. Overall on your forward line, are you satisfied or not? No, not satisfied at all. I've got to fix it. So, so <laughs> I can what, only so fix it in three trades. This is the problem. And what are your so, areas for key improvement in that forward line? So I've, I've got to upgrade. I've got to turn F6 into a more mid-price. I want to see a more mid-price player. Okay. Um, so who that is and what that is, we'll, we'll, you know, like I said, when it gets close to the season starting up again, we'll, um, we'll study it a bit more. But, um, yeah, it's more like during the planning and during those last few days and, you know, fantasy panic sets in and I didn't want to do it. All, all pre-season and then I ended up with it so it's a bit funny but that's okay we um I just know I need to fix it and I'm glad I got three trades instead of two to fix it really so Jeb overall for your entire team what was your strategy for your team build so for me mate it was limiting the number of rooks on field so I've got five rookie price rookie price players on my field mm-hmm. being Brow Green Pickett Curtis Taylor and Buderick. So that was the theory. 
um, you know, I don't think that uh, will change. You know, I don't think many have uh, less than five, um, but I just felt with the reduced time, the good players are going to be on the field longer. And again, sampled by Dusty and, and Cripps in that Thursday night game, they were on the ground for like 90 percent plus time and, and the younger fellas didn't get much of a of a run in. So um yeah, it was all about limiting Rooks on field and, and seeing the value in, you know, Bailey Smith, Jacobs obviously, um <clears throat> Houston and those likes, even, you know, Brody Smith to a point with, with value. So yeah, it, that was really the theory, buddy. Are you happy with your team overall? Yeah, look, I'm ranked, what, 29,202. Mm-hmm. That's all right. Like, I'm still pretty happy. When I, that year I finished 11th, I um, I remember starting round one at like 24,000 something. So, um, look, it is it is what it is, mate. Um, yeah, I am pretty happy. It's just only one round of scores and, you know, there's, there's bias in that with, you know, teams playing lesser likes and the, Mm-hmm. And whatever else, and like yeah, like I said, cut, you know, if it is Bulldogs v Carlton in round two, um, and Bonsapelli doesn't get tagged, you can go one, you know, one hundred plus pretty comfortably. So, yeah, um, we'll see what happens eh? Okay, Jeb, that's your team in the books. I will be revealing my team next week on the Plus Six podcast. Before I close this podcast, if you would like a chance of scoring a Plus Six podcast cap, just retweet any podcast link that is sent out via Twitter. We'll give a few away at the midpoint of the 2020 season, whenever that is. On that note, Jeb, we'll wrap up this podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, guys.